Devin Nunes here. Welcome back on a very sad day to the podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Yesterday, I took questions from San Joaquin Valley's Trevor Carey, iHeartRadio. Wanted you to hear directly from me uh, my thoughts and the status and the ongoings, uh, continued calamity in Afghanistan. Thanks again for listening. I'd like to welcome to the show Congressman Nunes. Thank you for being here. You see this from a different vantage point. Sir, welcome, and I'll just ask you for the latest. Thanks for your time. Well, thanks for having me on. It's such a gruesome and horrible day uh, here, Trevor. Uh, this is, the, just to put in historical perspective, this is the third deadliest day in our 20-year war in Afghanistan. Wow. And I think that, that, that says a, a lot right there. And it didn't have to be this way. Uh, this is this was done uh, because of very poor leadership. I heard the president earlier today at his press conference say that he was listening to the best strategic advice he had from the Pentagon and the commanders on the ground. I don't believe that for a second. I've got a long history of uh, being in Afghanistan many times all over the Middle East. And no way, no how would you ever leave the Kabul airport as your getaway zone. It's it's the valley of death. It's the reason for the last you know, 15 years that I've traveled there. Uh, we never land uh, at the Kabul airport. You know why? Because it's dangerous. So the idea that, that this was the best strategic advice is just simply a, a lie. Or if it's true, then there's a bunch of yes men in our military and intelligence apparatus that need their heads cut off. I, meaning they need to be fired. Meaning they need to be fired. Just, to, just to be clear, I, I had a caller say, "Where are all the the, the Republicans and their outrage?" And I said, and I, I said to her, "I go, if it were my family over there, I would want them focused on right now saving lives. There's a time for the outrage, which will be soon, right? But right now, it's saving American lives. Uh, but I heard a, a, another surrender. I'm going to play you 10 seconds from what Joe Biden said about an hour ago. And listen to exactly okay. what he says. If this were my family members, I would just break down in tears. And we will continue after our troops are withdrawn to find means by which we can find any American. He just said after the troops are withdrawn, any means to go find Americans. I mean, that if that's not surrender, I don't know what is. Uh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, look, he said a lot of things in that press conference that don't make any sense, that have to be just lies, just like I just mentioned a second ago, that this was the best strategic advice. That's that's not possible. He said that al-Qaeda doesn't exist. That's simply not true. The Taliban is linked up with al-Qaeda. They're going to be stronger than, than ever before. Uh, he blames things on Trump at the same time when he admits that Trump had said that he would have the military troops uh, out of Afghanistan by May, and but then you know he he then went and said he changed the date to September 1st as if they were going to have a big celebration and party on the 20th anniversary of the 9/11 attacks. So this is what we're we're left with, which is look. I'll just get to the bottom. Let's talk about what's really happening here, Trevor. Th- this is what's really happening uh, for years. The left in this country have said that uh, that if we just talked to the Taliban and worked with them, uh, that we could we could have a, a coalition government and that we could all just get along. And then these mean don't call them radical Muslims, don't call them radical Islamists, don't call them terrorists. 
but if we just treat them nicely, everything will be okay. They started negotiating with the Taliban over a decade ago under Obama, and that's what led to this disaster now because you went in with a false pretense that somehow uh, the Defense Department, our military, can be nice to people and that everything's just going to work out okay. And that, that they just went in with a fundamentally flawed strategy, and it ends up with, in the waning days of this war, uh, we're going to, we have the third deadliest day, uh, and there's nothing to prohibit it from getting bloodier. Uh, our men are all sitting there, some 5,000 roughly. Uh, our military, they're sitting there, they're sitting ducks. Uh, so there's, we have a long way to go here before this is over. There could be bloodier days. Congressman Nunez, this was General McKenzie saying it's not what they say, it's what they do here. Still trust the Taliban, and is it possible that they let this happen? So as to whether or not they let it happen, I don't know. I don't think there's anything to anything to convince me that they let it happen. As to whether or not I trust them, that's a that's not necessarily a that's a word I use very carefully. You've heard me say before, it's not what they say, it's what they do. You know, we scream at the wall and go, are we really discussing trusting the Taliban or not? Yes, we are. That's where we are. Well, well Trevor, the president said, said as much. The president said, oh, we don't trust the Taliban. Well, that's exactly what we are doing. That's their strategy is to trust the Taliban. If not, you wouldn't come up with a plan where you give up a safe and secure Air Force base like Bagram that we had built there for many, many years with billions of dollars of infrastructure that could provide close air support, long air support, uh, intelligence gathering and capability. I mean, now these words are hollow when they say, oh, we're going to hunt all all these people down. We're going to help Americans get out. Really? How? How? Remember how we had to take Afghanistan? Do 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 you remember back 20 years ago? We had to send soldiers in on horseback. And eventually we got 25,000 soldiers dropped into into the landing zone there. Uh, we gradually built up bases, gradually uh, you know, basically took over the country and hunted down al-Qaeda for, for the last 20 years. So how are, you going to, how are you going to kill and track terrorists from when the nearest base is a five- to six-hour uh, plane, uh, plane trip? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, we uh, Joe Biden today acting all tough. We're going to hunt you down. We're going to get what? Yeah, like you're stating, just to get in there, we had to use horses at the start. If they control the airfields, then I don't know what he's talking about. I This was shocking to me as well. When I first saw it, I had to go look for another source because I did not believe it. We gave the Taliban a list of names of American citizens and green card and Afghan allies. We handed it over to them. Yeah, well, they've been a little... Uh circumspect on that they haven't been the president's answer on that question uh, was a little a little odd uh, because it seemed like he was aware of it but he denied it at the same time so you know at this point i can't imagine they would do that but at this point nothing surprises me anymore with these guys because look their strategy is trust the taliban so it's the same old thing when they tell you something you can actually just take the opposite and that's what they're doing so when they say oh we don't trust the taliban no the only possible strategy you had was to trust the taliban and you're still trusting the taliban to try to help us get americans uh, out of there 
I can imagine you, uh, everybody, and any elected officials been overwhelmed. What what can people do, Congressman? Right now, I, I've seen stories of families from El Cajon. You know, they're starting to starting to pop up. Uh, I said yesterday there'll probably be some stories from the valley of people that might know a missionary family or someone in the military or saw a contractor. Uh, what is the best way? I know right now it's just a. It's almost probably like the Kabul airport. Uh, What's the best way to to reach out for help right now? Well, if there is a citizen, a U.S. citizen from the Valley or someone that you believe uh, helped the U.S. forces out and should get on a list, uh, you need to call my office. So we're continuing to take those calls uh, and open cases. Uh, I will say that, uh, like you mentioned, the El Cajon uh, situation, uh, I don't think it's wise to go out and talk about this because now, I mean, look, according to reports, uh, this is just the news reports, uh, some 16 adults and 24 children, I believe, Mm -hmm. I I think are the numbers. Uh, You have now, by those news reports running, put a major target on their head. I mean, that if I'm Al Qaeda, Taliban, ISIS, uh, I want to find those those students and those adults uh, and kidnap them and take them hostage. So uh, rule number one is uh, don't tell your enemy uh, where uh, you know where your location is or what your plans are for sure people that are unarmed sitting in the middle of Afghanistan somewhere so it's best to try to uh, you know contact your congressman uh, ensure that they're on the list ensure that that's being uh, that that's being followed up on uh, and that's about all you can do right now but uh, like I said we have 25 cases uh, open so far involving uh, dozens and dozens I don't want to get into the exact numbers uh, that, that we're trying to deal with now uh, but obviously, we're trying to prioritize the Americans. But look, at this point, uh, we got to maintain uh, the safety and security of the Kabul uh, airfield, which is uh, which is a, a task in and of itself, as we found out today. And it doesn't look like Biden has any plans to change course, which is a little scary because uh, if this is if, if we're just hoping and praying uh, on the Taliban, uh, boy, I've got. Uh, I've got news for you that that's not going to work. You know, that's a a good point you made right there. The iHeartRadio app can be heard in the back of a Toyota pickup in Kabul. Uh, So I'm not going to report when I hear those stories anymore, you know, because they got kind of specific. The El Cajon, you know, with uh, saying what they did and students and the number, that's probably a good idea not to talk about. My guest is Congressman Devin Nunes. Yesterday, Congressman, right around five when it got handed to me that the State Department was saying Americans evacuate from the airport. I had that little glimmer of hope that I'd wake up in the morning or get alerted in the middle of the night that there was a rescue operation. I thought maybe that's why hopefully they were saying that. But any any hope of that happening? I mean, I'm thinking maybe they're acting this way in public because, bam, we're hitting them tonight. And if you did know that, you wouldn't say it. But if it was my family members, that's what I'd be praying for. Well, the challenge is, like I said, You know, strategically trying to put a mission together and develop a plan is almost impossible because the Kabul airport is so small, it's so unprotected. You know, you can't put uh, a major force on the ground there so then to provide uh, air support. And that's really what they need is air support. That's why Bagram was so so important. So, uh, you know, look, outside of of long-range bombers and some tactical... Uh, strikes, uh, you know, we just have limited capability to bring uh, to bring force to bear there, and that's that's the whole problem. So, 
look, can you can we continue to uh, gather intelligence and try to take out um, an Al Qaeda guy here and an ISIS guy there? Yeah, I, be- I believe we can. Um, outside of that, can we launch long range uh, attacks? Yes. And guess what? That's what we tried in the 90s. That was Bill Clinton's plan. What did he do when uh, when uh, the USS Cole was bombed uh, and the naval vessel was bombed and, and I think we lost 17 sailors that day, as I, as I recall? Uh, well, he launched long-range attacks on Taliban and al-Qaeda positions in Afghanistan. Did it work? No. Three years later, we had 3,000 fellow Americans that were killed by uh, terrorists that flew commercial air jetliners into buildings. So we already know that doesn't work. So what works is what we knew worked, which is what anybody who ever served there, uh, all the briefings I've sat in over the over the last uh, 15 years, uh, you've all we've always said that Bagram is the key. Bagram was always the key because it was a well positioned, well protected base to project force and provide the close air support you would need in order to. Uh, provide for quick reaction forces to get people out of harm's way, to provide uh, uh, heavy, heavy artillery and, uh, and uh, other types of, of positioning and force that you would need to repel an enemy, to either deter an enemy or kill an enemy. Uh, now, like I said, you know, having to come from a, a carrier in the Gulf or uh, a base in uh, Qatar or the United Arab Emirates, uh, good luck with that. It's been tried uh, many times before, and it's not going to work. I was thinking back to Jimmy Carter, the helicopters, the sand, the helicopters that didn't work. Uh, uh, any estimates, Congressman, on how many Americans are left? Have you heard a number, a ballpark? <laughs> uh, I mean, look, if you if you if you believe what they say, I mean, this has been all over the map for the last seven days. Uh, they're they're saying a thousand, but that could change. Uh, any moment, and then they continue to say, "Well, if it's only the ones that that want to get out." I mean, you know, look, I, it, it's just hard to hard to say. They're they're overwhelmed. They created this unmitigatable disaster uh, where they left hundreds of thousands of people. They left our. I mean, look, we haven't even talked about our allies. They hung our allies out to dry, and we just look incredibly weak. And and you take on top of that that you had our top military professionals and intelligence professionals running around for the last eight months talking that white supremacy was the biggest challenge that we face in the United States of America. Well, that's, I hope that felt good for your bogus political narrative, you socialist Democrats. I hope it felt good. You were in your bubble, protected by your media, protected by your propaganda media, and now we just have the 10th deadliest day in this 20-year war in Afghanistan. That's what happens when reality sets in. And that's what's happened here. Well, maybe that woke them up. Congressman, thank you for protecting our country, the good fight. We pray for you and those others making decisions as well. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Trevor. Thank you, Congressman.